Welcome to Foundations, a podcast of Foxwood Counseling and Consulting. This podcast will focus on all things related to self-awareness. I'm Bryce Roberts, founder of Foxwood Counseling and Consulting. And I'm Becky Shabilsky, one of the facilitators of the Foundations program. Our hope is that listeners find this podcast helpful um, to their own journey, to their own exploration of who they are, what makes them tick, and how they might live lives that are more rooted in a sense of meaning and purpose. We're grateful to be here um, and excited to have you listening for a little while with us. Hi, Becky. Hi, Bryce. (laughs) Uh, Happy to be back here on the podcast with you. Uh, On a previous podcast, we interviewed Bob Anderson, and he graciously offered to stay with us here um, for one of our poetry-specific podcasts. So earlier on, we committed to having episodes throughout this journey that are focused on just the reading of a poem or two, um, and spending some time debriefing on that and, and seeing what's coming up in us and inviting our listeners to welcome poetry into their lives and see where it may take them. And so what we're doing here is just a brief episode exploring a few poems um, and talking through those with both Becky and I and, and Bob. And so Becky, I think you offered a, a poem that you wrote. You want to, we're going to start with a one of your own pieces, which is just wonderful. Yes, thank you. I, I'll I'll share that uh, in a moment. Um, first, just acknowledging it feels vulnerable, right, to, to share something you've written that's come from your heart. And so I'm just aware of that, even as I prepare to read. Um, but I also notice the energy and the excitement coming through the conversation we had with Bob. And this poem popped into my mind several times, so I feel like I must read it. Mm. So here we go. It's titled, We Are One. From afar, we are connected. We are one. With those who have gone before us, with those who have paved the way, we are one. With those who share a common heart, a common work, we are one. With those who cannot claim us, with those who push away and separate from us, we are one. With those we cannot claim, with those we push away and separate from, we are one. Where there is understanding, where there is no understanding, Beyond understanding, we are one. We are one, held and woven and incorporated together. We are one. Mm, thanks, Becky. Yeah. That that it, Bob, how's that landing with you? Ah, beautifully. I would. Just found myself saying, and you are that one. Mm. There's only that one. Mm-hmm. I loved that points in there where it went beyond we are all connected to. Now there's we are one. And then some of the various 
players, people that we struggle with. We are one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a language of those that are struggling to claim us or is that a line there, Becky? I just heard yeah. that for the first time. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. That one's yeah. sticking with me. With those who cannot claim us. And there was another line about those we cannot claim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sticking in for me a bit. Not just like within my own self, there's piece of myself of myself that I struggle to claim. Mm-hmm. And then also people in my life that have struggled to claim me. And yeah, there's um, there's some layers there, uh, mm-hmm. but to, to reach beyond all that sort of, or below it even. Mm. Yeah. There beyond is a, it. <laughs> and that word was in there, the beyond, but I, there is a sense of sort of down underneath all of that, right? There's, there's this ground underneath all of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. That's what it really speaks. Go ahead, Bob. That's what we mean in our mission statement about awaken to our inherent unity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all each other. Yeah, fundamental ground of being is the essence is the same in every one of us. There's only one. And when you talked um, on our other episode about, you know, the, this crisis that we are facing mm. in our world, um, you know, it's because <laughs> largely we, we don't, we're not connected to this idea of this oneness and this unity and most people, I should say, at this stage. Um, and even when we kind of touch into it, to live from that place, to lead from that place again and again and again is is the challenge. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's part of why this poem popped back up for me um, as we were sharing our time yeah. before. So thank you. Yeah. Martin Luther King has a line. It's etched in the wall. It's like in a um, carved into a wall in the King Center. How can I violate you when you are me? Mm-hmm. Now think about that in, the, in light of current context. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, what you do to others, you do to me. And if you reverse that, what they do to you, they do to him. Mm-hmm. That means we share the same essence. We're all just that one. Mm-hmm. So when you violate me, how can I violate you when you are me? Yeah, and here we are with uh, unbelievable atrocity. So, well, it's a complete loss of relationship with our oneness. Mm-hmm. Complete forgetting. In my framework, too, in, in the programming I'm running, and in my life is. I think we forget to treat ourselves with that mm-hmm. sacredness. There's mm-hmm. there's so much harshness towards the self, mm. the individual, the personality, and and that is we refine that skill as a skill. Like we're really good at 
debilitating ourselves from Mm -hmm. who we really are and and that being beautiful and and good. Mm -hmm. And that almost equips us well to then do that to others or to see the world through that lens. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm able to see myself more clearly in a more real, honest way and to affirm who I, what I am and who I am and what I'm participating in as a person on this planet, as a creature, you know, like I'm, that's just, you're way more likely than to say, I'm okay with this oneness that you're highlighting in that poem, Becky. I'm, I'm okay being here as part of this. But when that other voice or that other refinement, that ego or whatever comes into play, I think the sense is I have to look out for myself. I, I have to protect me and, and what is mine. I have to be above it. Um, and that's a, that's a distortion of what's real. Um, and sort of enter the world of we are one to awaken us to our inherent unity. That's getting in touch with what's, what's real, mm-hmm. what's actual. Um, great poem, Becky. Thank you. I'm, th- I'm glad you leaned into that vulnerability to bring it to us. <laughs> um, did, Bob, you've got a poem that I've, it's been a treat to uh, have you bring into my own life and others. I don't know if you want to offer that here or if anything else is mustered yeah, up I in you. I actually had a different one emerge as uh, we just spoke. So I'm going to play with that. And you've heard this one too, Bryce. Maybe you've done it in your session before, but it's a real key poem. I'll do the last part of it. He says, the first part starts with, you know, I am not this steeply sloping hour in which you see me hurrying. Think about that. That's what a line. I'm not this busy life, This all this that's going on. Uh, I am the rest. I am the rest between two notes which are somehow always in discord. Hmm. Because death's note wants to climb over. But in the interval, reconciled, they stand there trembling and the song goes on. Beautiful. Hmm. This has so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I first, uh, you know, I, I've worked this for years with groups and people, and I've always focused on the two notes, which is powerful. I'll come to that. But recently I'm realizing that what he's actually said is, I am the rest. I am the emptiness, the stillness, the unity, mm-hmm. the zero point from which everything emerges. Mm-hmm. I am the, re- the, the oneness. We just, I am the rest. I have a sound system. I love music. And the silence and the spaciousness from which the notes emerge is a big part of the experience. And so I am the rest between two notes which somehow always are always in discord. 
And this is the compassion that you just spoke of, Bryce. I am the rest between two notes. It's like, get over it. It's always going to be this way. You're always going to have this going on in you. Mm -hmm. I am the rest between two notes, which are somehow always in discord. Because death's note wants to climb over. But in the interval, reconciled, they stand there trembling and the song goes on beautiful. It's not fixed. It's not solved. It's not excoriated from me. It's not, there's, it's not a demolition project. Get rid of this. Mm -hmm. It's somehow holding both in, in an embrace. A, a, a reconciling embrace. King was about, Martin Luther King was about reconciliation much more than he was about resolution. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want resolution. There's systemic injustices we need to righten. But underneath that, how do we engage it from love, from embrace, from compassion, from forgiveness? And reconcile. So these two notes are always in discord, always, always in discord because death's note wants to climb over, but in the interval, reconciled. They stand there trembling, and the song goes on beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Reminded of, I have heard that uh, Rilke poem, and it is, I feel like Rilke in particular, I don't know, it doesn't matter how many times I've read a Rilke <laughs> poem, it just hits me with wherever I'm at. And, yeah. Um, that, uh, it just, the, the concept of paradox is what arises in me almost every time I hear that. And that's a major point of the foundation's program and one we haven't covered yet, but we will, um, which is the, can I accept two things that seem contradictory as able to exist together? Can I be right and wrong? Can I be in order and disorder? Can I be uh, a lonely and, you know, supported by others you know can can i allow all these things and when i read rilke it's like uh, the first line is don't pay attention to all that he i hear what i hear him saying is kind of like let's cut the bullshit yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i am um, not this sleepily sloping hour in which you see me hurrying yeah like I'm don't not look the, at don't the man behind the curtain right <laughs> right like i'm uh i'm dealing with complex things in me that are in discord and I'm allowing those I'm existing between them and it's tough. Uh, but there's something beautiful here. Mm -hmm. well, in terms of your self-awareness too, and what we theme, if I can't see that move toward it, feel it, embrace it, hold it in, in reckon in the way Rilke's describing, then I cannot not project it out onto you and you become my enemy. 
and then I have every right to violate you. Mm. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. So part of getting to King's statement of unity, how could I violate you and you or me, is also to hold my inner discord as opposite and see, oh, you have that in you too. <laughs> huh, let's talk. Yeah. So when I when I don't own it in me, I project it onto you, and then I make you wrong or bad or an enemy for having that part which I can't accept in me. Mm -hmm. What Jesus said: take the log out of your own eye first. Yeah. Beautiful, Becky. How about what's going on for you with the? Yeah, I'm just. I find myself um, being being drawn to just the cycle of nature um, and nature observing nature has been so helpful and so healing for me to learn how to rest in that space because there are parts of me that want it to be perpetually summer. <laughs> and yet um, here, at least living in the Midwest where we do have the four seasons um, it's such a mirror for life for reality for me. Um, and so when I'm struggling to, uh, to, with those two notes that feel like they're in such discord, just taking a walk through the seasons, um, it, it helps me to come to terms with, that's right. There's, there's frozen times, seasons, and everything appears completely dead and barren. That's in me. That's in you. There are times of great, you know, vitality and fruitfulness um, as well, and and in, in in truth, we're we're that whole the, all of the all of the seasons are in us, right? And so, I don't know. I, I found myself thinking about that cycle, the cycle of the seasons, and it's never done. And each year we go again, and we go again. We're not done. And so, the part of the of that poem. Uh, especially at the end there where, and the song continues on. It's like, that's right. We, it's going to keep going. And beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I once was, I'm getting emotional. Talking to my daughter about relationship and marriage. And, uh, I won't get into all the particulars, but, I found myself saying that my relationship with Kim is beautiful because it's so imperfect. Mm. And uh, we've had to learn to love each other unconditionally, which means, yeah, how do you hold those rests between two notes? You know, there's a lot of ways that we're different ways I want to be met that aren't her. Aren't her. Hmm. And somehow struggling through all of that, and vice versa for me, struggling through all of that is, is the beauty mm -hmm. of what's emerged. Not that it was perfect from the start. It's the imperfections that make it so unbelievably beautiful. Hmm. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. So, this 
notion that these weaknesses or fears or doubts or other voices in us are in the way is a false notion. A mystic has turned that around for me. His name is Thomas Hubel, working on collective trauma work uh, in Israel. <laughs> and he said, these aspects of ourselves are these problem, whatever, however you want to frame it, are not in the way, they are the way. Mm -hmm. Like, you came for this too. Like the collective wound is in you. And it's your turn now to reconcile that for us all. We are one. There's mm -hmm. only oneness connection. So when you do it, everybody benefits mm. and it's not that there's something wrong with you that's just your inheritance now and you'll make your greatest contribution from the wound mm -hmm. so there's a relationship between our world work and the way we're most wounded mm. that reminds me um of a line it pops up from multiple um writers and poets, but I got to bring us back to Carrie Newcomer, <laughs> one of my favorites. And um, she has a line in one of her songs, uh, nothing is wasted, both the sweet and bitter fruit we've tasted, nothing is wasted. And so I think oftentimes we look at our lives, we look at ourselves and we find those whatever that, you know, we call them the bad parts, the flaws, whatever the bitter parts. And we think like, Oh, if I could just cut that part off and heal that or get on with that, whatever the, the language is. Um, but in reality, it's in welcoming and befriending and exploring and looking and becoming aware, um, leaning into it, all these different things that we've pointed to that we, we come to find. It's none of it's wasted. It's, it's all part of this. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It all comes back as gift. Mm -hmm. Well, Becky and Bob, I, I wonder if, Becky, you want to read your poem one more time? And, and Bob, if you want to read the Roka poem one more time and just for our listeners to reflect on that and then sure. call this mini poetry episode uh, finished. Sounds good. We are one. From afar, we are connected. We are one. With those who have gone before us, with those who have paved the way, we are one. With those who share a common heart, a common work, we are one. With those who cannot claim us, with those who push away and separate from us, we are one. With those we cannot claim, with those we push away and separate from, we are one. Where there is understanding, where there is no understanding, beyond understanding, we are one. We are one, held and woven and incorporated together. We are one. Thanks, Becky. Bob, would you mind not do it reading again for the Rilke poem, Space Between Two Notes? 
I am, we are one, we are the rest. The zero point, the unity point from which all things emerge as opposites, right? Hmm. We are one, not two. I am the rest. I am just the rest. I am the rest between two notes, which are somehow always in discord because death's note wants to climb over. But in the interval, reconciled, they stand there trembling and the song goes beautiful. Well, Thank you both for offering poetry today. Bob, thanks for joining us um, for a little more. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Being part of a poverty or a poetry poverty, goodness, <laughs> but a poetry uh, episode. Um, thanks for those who are listening with us today. We'll include places to find uh, the Rilke poem. Becky, if you'd be willing to offer folks the opportunity to read your poem absolutely Uh, okay well Well, i received all of this as a gift my my heart is feeling quite full so i'm hoping that the same might be true for our listeners and for both of you and so yes we thank everyone for joining us today and for more information you can go on over to the website foxwoodcc.org Hope to see you again soon.